0: And I'm Gail. October, as you know, is Breast Cancer Awareness Month. Both Catherine and I are breast cancer survivors ourselves, and we are really delighted to bring on Pat Anderson. Pat is 89 years old, and she knows all too well the consequences of being a breast cancer survivor. For too long, only post-mastectomy options were offered to breast cancer survivors, the only post-mex me options that were offered to breast cancer survivors have been heavy silicone prosthetics or surgical reconstruction. At last, a survivor has stepped up to create another option. Born in Minnesota, Pat now lives in Escondido, California. She was three years old. When she was three years old, she exhibited a special attraction to fibers and has been a textile designer working with fibers through spinning weaving knitting and sewing her entire life in her early 20s she took advanced tailoring classes and became interested in weaving in 2006 pat underwent surgery for bilateral mastectomies pat welcome we welcome you thank you We're so happy to have you on Women Over 70, Aging Reimagined. You certainly have been reimagining your life as a textile designer since you were very young. So let's start by telling us how you found your interest in this art and where it's taken you.
1: Actually, I can't remember when I found my interest. It's always been there. Mm -hmm. I've heard that if someone has a special talent or feel for a particular subject, it shows up early in your life and continues all the way through as a part of your lifestyle. And that's what happened with me and fibers.
0: Mm -hmm. So uh, was there someone in your family who was into fibers or how did that work? Actually, I came, come from a, a
1: Texel family. On my father's side, there are uh, custom dressmakers, tailors, spinners, weavers, and so on. None of this did I know until after I had actually started working professionally.
0: And and when did you start working professionally and, and what did that look like? I started in 1970.
1: But I had been studying for about 15 years before I actually
0: started Spin Shuttle Studio. Spin Shuttles, right? The name is Spin Shuttles. Spin Shuttle Studio. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And where is that? I'm sorry? Where is that?
1: Spin Shuttle Studio now is here in Escondido.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I started it back in Minnesota and worked there for about 12 or 15 years before we were transferred here to California.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So, but Spin Shuttle has been in constant operation
0: since 1970 in some form or other. Mm-hmm. And, and did you go to school to study this?
1: I didn't have any formal school training. I have no degree. I have a lot of practical instruction. This was 65 years ago (laughs) Minnesota. (laughs) It all started. And there were a lot of specialized classes and a lot of uh, professionals. Who were still working in the field were teaching. And once you connect with a group, things just seem to open up, and one thing leads to another, and that's about what happened. I learned everything
0: on a need to know basis. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Did you do art? was what did you turn your textile uh, work into art? Did you I th- no. No, I am very much um, a, a craftsman.
1: Yes. I prefer the designation designer craftsman. Okay. Um, and I am very much focused on functional work only. I think it's a much more intimate and personal art form than the the visual arts because everything I make is intended for someone else to handle, to use, or to wear. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Right,
0: right, yeah. So um, how did the Busters Project come about?
1: Actually, my daughter is the one who put me onto this one. She sent me an email one day with a link to something called Knitted Knockers. When I opened the link, it was a set of knitting instructions. No picture, nothing, just knitting instructions with a brief description of what it was. Mm-hmm. And when I read the description, a light went on, and I realized that this was a perfect retirement project that I had been waiting for.
0: Mm-hmm. Were you? Yeah, go
1: ahead. I went ahead and made myself a sample pair. I read the instructions and they were pretty strange. And I realized that the way they were written, it wasn't going to work and things weren't going to fit properly. But I knew mm-hmm. how to do it. So I designed my own version. Mm-hmm. And sure enough, it worked. So I decided that the time had come. I was 83 at the time. Oh my! It was time to retire from Spin Shuttle Studio and let my daughter carry on Spin Shuttle and and design and make busteries, and I called mine busteries. This is my original version of the concept of hand-made prosthetics.
0: Mm-hmm. Was this after you had? It was, wasn't it? After you had? It was about. 10 or 12 years after I'd had my surgery.
1: Mm-hmm. Up yeah. until then, I'd been running around flat.
0: Ah, okay. Uh-huh. And, and did that bother you? Well,
1: uh, mainly it bothered me because my clothes didn't fit right. Mm-hmm. And as a designer of women's wear, I always used myself as my own uh, model because I was so painfully average. And once I had my surgery, nothing fit anymore. And it was really a frustrating thing. Um, so there are always times when you need to get dressed up in grown-up lady clothes. <laughs> <laughs> and I used those funny little scrubbies, bath scrubbies, if I absolutely had to wear something that required a bus line.
0: Oh, boy. Yeah. 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 So you were personally interested in this for sure when you. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And and so um, tell us a little bit more about how you got started with it. I'm sorry. I didn't catch that. Tell us a little bit more about how you got started with it.
1: Well, the first thing I did was to develop the pattern Mm -hmm. and perfect that. I spent a whole year getting everything set up and getting all my ducks in a row before I introduced them as busters in uh, January of 2017. My copyright is 2015, but Mm -hmm. I spent a whole year getting the whole thing organized and developed Um, this is not an uncomplicated project it requires a great deal of uh, business background and um, and the and the ability to know how to connect with the people that you need to to reach This this particular project is actually designed for those women who have already gone through their surgery and recovery and are back in the mainstream. And that makes it extremely challenging to try and connect with them because they no longer have connection with the support groups and the other things. And breast cancer is not a topic that comes up very often in casual conversation. Mm-hmm. So it's a real challenge to try and, and find these people.
0: Yeah, how do you do that?
1: Mainly through interviews like this one, um, newspaper feature stories, and um, television features. Just recently, this summer, we've gone through um, two blitzes. We call them blitzes. When we have publicity, um, we are inundated with a number of requests from women who have no idea that such a thing ever existed. And we call it a blitz, and then we are swamped. And this summer in July, we had a mini blitz locally when our local uh, PBS station, KPBS, did a feature story on us. And then the end of the month on July 26, uh, PBS NewsHour uh, ran the the story as part of their arts and culture series. At that point, I was inundated with about 500 requests for Busters.
2: So Pat, are you serving women 70 and older? Do you get many requests from women in that? Most of my,
1: yes. Most of my requests come from women in their 80s and 90s. Really? Um, Younger women tend to go for reconstruction, oh. but we older gals have, most of us haven't had the option or have decided against it. So most of my recipients are are
2: in their 80s. Mm. That's fascinating because, uh, you know, I hear these casual comments from people like, well, why would anybody... Want to do something like that when there's when they're so old, you know? It's just kind of like dismissive of of uh, women's how we present ourselves, how we want our clothes to fit, how we want to feel about ourselves. Mm-hmm. I'm 89 and I still fuss with
1: my hair and my makeup so <laughs> <in the summer, laughs> you know? Right, yes. of right.
0: course, of course. When yeah. when you and I talked, you you said number one that finding the recipients was difficult but then how do you go about making the busters and and everything else around fulfilling these requests i mean you're you something like 1200 of these pairs have been actually there's now 1500 pairs (laughs) out
2: really wow so who when you said who's the we who's involved in the in creating these and producing the production? Well, actually, this is
1: more or less a one-pony circus. <laughs> <laughs> I do this mostly by myself. Um, but I do have help with the knitting. When we have a blitz or when our inventory needs to be boosted, I have two other uh, people on my team, Pat Mahler being one, uh-huh. And Jan Roy being the other one who helped me keep the inventory strong so that when we do get a blitz, we're at least partially prepared to meet the demand. Mm-hmm. So when my knitters um, bring me their busters, they bring them to me like this. They are unstuffed and tagged and with the, the tag.
2: Can you hold it up a little bit more so we can? down? The, the,
1: the name of the person who made them. And we put them oh. in these plastic sandwich bags mm-hmm. to keep them clean. Fibers mm-hmm. tend to attract soil and dust. Mm-hmm. And one of the things we are very careful about is making sure that Everything is kept as clean and as sanitary as possible. Uh So they bring them to me like this. And from then on, it's all up to me. I get each pair and stuff them and put them in this plastic sleeve with the uh, instruction sheet and seal them up and put them in my inventory drawer. Then when I get an order, I simply go to my order book, go to the inventory, find the right size, and make the label. And this is the way they are sent. I use these pretty pink and white uh, envelopes. These are presents, after all. These are gifts from one survivor to another. Mm-hmm. I might also add that everybody involved in the project is a breast cancer survivor who has had busters. Oh. So this is entirely a breast cancer survivors movement.
0: Uh-huh. And are they
2: volunteers? I'm sorry. Are they volunteers? They're all volunteers. The, the whole project is
0: volunteer and nonprofit. You said there was uh, there were some ethical, legal, and professional uh, requirements attached to doing this. Can you? That's respond? right. Well, I get a lot
1: of inquiries from hobby knitters who would like to have my parents so that they can make tons of busters for me.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: There's a big difference between hobby knitting and a project like this, which I usually refer to as a studio project, um, hobby knitting is done always for the benefit and pleasure of the knitter. Studio work on the other hand is always done to create something of value for someone else. Mm -hmm. And the ethical, Legal and technical requirements are much higher mm.
0: uh,
1: when when you're when you're doing something and giving it to or offering it to someone else, whether there's money involved or not, ethically, you are really required to produce something of real value
0: mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. So. so- that,
0: Do people? Do people? um, How do you size them for people?
1: These are scaled to fit the commercial bra cup sizes. There are commercial standards that all uh, uh, manufacturers adhere to, and busters are sized to fit properly into the commercial bra cup. So mm-hmm. if someone contacts me, I tell them to check the cup size in the bra that they intend to wear. Mm-hmm. And then I send the size to fit that bra. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Are there different colors? Oh, yes. In fact, this is the whole the whole thing. Um, I
1: always choose soft feminine pastel colors Mm -hmm. Um, sometimes we use the um if they are subtle enough Um, but most of the time they're just plain pastels Mm -hmm. in all sorts of different colors i have to admit that the colors and patterns are actually more for the benefit of the knitter Than they are for the (laughs) recipient because knitting all the same color all the time gets really boring.
2: Yeah, sure. (laughs) How long uh, do women pay for these? Are you?
1: No, these are a gift. They're a gift. They are a gift from one survivor to another, but our recipients are offered the opportunity to join us as co sponsors by making a donation to pay forward the cost for the next pair. Every pair that are sent out has already been sponsored by another. Oh, Oh, really? Wow. So
0: So it's a
1: big... I, you know, this started as just a quiet little retirement project. It has now <laughs> morphed into a nationwide breast cancer survivors movement. Yes.
2: Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And, and do, yeah. do you get any funding or support from the larger breast cancer survivor no. movement? No. And in fact, um, my recipients are very generous
1: about... Forty percent of my recipients don't even bother to say thank you. The other 60% make up for it with their generous contributions Mm -hmm. and donations. Mm -hmm. At the end of every year, when I close out my books, there's always a surplus in the Buster's fund, which I send to the breast cancer support program at Sharp Memorial Hospital. So it ends up a triple win. We have the pleasure of knowing that we are making something that really makes a positive difference in other women's lives. The recipients get their busters and the chance to help continue the project and Sharp Memorial Breast Cancer Program also benefits <laughs> This year, up until now, we've been going for four years, and up until now, we have actually contributed $8,900 to the Breast Cancer Support Program at Sharp Memorial. Mm-hmm. This year, we'll make 10000 Wow. That's wonderful. That's really wonderful. It's not too bad for one little old lady.
2: <laughs> <laughs> not too heavy. <laughs>
0: Oh, I'd say that's really, really good, and and uh, so what's your intention with this, Pat? Do you have any thoughts about how to keep it going, or uh, do you intend to keep going with it? What? what, what well, I'll talking? keep going as long as I can, but I am smart enough to
1: realize that you know, at my age, something could happen. I could go poof at any minute, so I do have. Um, the backup plan in place. Jan really will take over the responsibility of the knitting, and Pat Mahler will take over the business part of it. Um, so we will keep going. The Buster's project is going to keep on. Yeah.
0: Didn't you tell me that you that a lot of people would like to help you? However, you like to keep it local.
1: Well. The main problem is that this is a personal project that is being sent out under my name. Mm -hmm. And since that's the case, all the vetting and labeling and packaging and everything has to be done under my supervision. Mm -hmm. So it has to be done here locally so that I I can do that.
0: Yeah. Okay. So you use local knitters?
1: Yeah.
0: And uh-huh. that's hard to find.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, I'm, all my knitters are vetted master knitters. Wow. And um, there aren't a whole lot of them out there, especially those who are s- survivors.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. So, so what part of this whole business enterprise um, do you do you like most to do? Oh, dear. Well, of course, I,
1: I do enjoy the knitting. I think that the part I like the best is the personal contact I have with every single recipient. Mm-hmm. They send me emails and I answer and then we go around and around. Sometimes there are three or four going back and forth. And when they send me their thinking notes, we are all on a first name basis. Mm -hmm. It is really, I have friends all over the country that I've never met, but have had contact,
2: they send me birthday cards and Christmas cards, and it's really a fun thing. Well, you must hear some really uh, moving stories and uh, just suggest that I think this would make a really wonderful book Mm -hmm. project. Oh, my goodness. (laughs)
1: Just suggestions. <laughs> um, I have the there are a number of things that keep cropping up in all the thank you notes. The main one being thank you for helping me to feel normal again. It's mm. beautiful. And one woman sent me a a thank you that said, every time I wear my Busters, it's like getting a hug from a friend. (laughs) That's that's what really makes the Busters Project important and meaningful to those of us who are involved. Mm -hmm. Um, It's not the money. You know, it's nonprofit. Um, It is knowing that we... Even at our age, and I might add that we are all octogenarians. um, Even at our age, we are able to create something that really has a positive impact on the quality of someone else's life.
0: Wow. Yeah. Wow. Do you you ever think uh, about, you know, what it is that, I mean, clearly this is part of your legacy and all of your work that you've done in the textile industry and textile crafts are, is, is part of your legacy. Do you ever think about uh, what, what, what this means on any other level for you and for younger women?
1: I think it's probably uh, the one thing that I might provide for younger women is the realization that just because we get old doesn't mean we have to be useless, that we still have plenty to offer, and that, in fact, we, because we are old, know a lot of things that they haven't had a chance to learn yet.
0: Yes. Yes.
1: You're making me weepy.
0: <laughs> That's how I felt when I first talked to you. So inspired, and um, and and knowing that what you're doing it, it has to be so inspirational to all of our listeners.
2: Yes. So um, we would like to, as as uh, Gail mentioned, she and I are both breast cancer survivors, and so this is a you know very personally important to us as well. And so October is Breast Cancer Awareness Month and Women Over 70 is making a commitment to contribute 20% of the donations that we receive for Women Over 70 uh, during the month of October to the Busters Project. How nice. Thank you. Let's hope it comes rolling in. Yes.
0: Thank you so much. The way people can donate is to go to our website, womenover70.com. And click on the donate button. And we'll be keeping track of all the donations that come in as of tomorrow. And I
1: would like to remind everyone that if they are interested in requesting a pair of busters, they can send me an email at spin shuttle studio at gmail.com. Spin shuttle studio. Spin shuttle studio. One word at gmail.com. And I will be sure to answer their email.
0: All right. Sounds wonderful. Well, thank you so much for sharing all of this with us, Pat. We wish you continued good luck and a long life so you can continue to do all this good all over for people. Thank you.
1: It's been a real pleasure.